What's up everybody, this is Jonas and welcome to the latest episode of Wrestling with Jonas. Tonight we're going to be talking about NXT TakeOver War Games. And we start the show with a surprise appearance from Matt Riddle. Now Matt Riddle was meant to be wrestling Cassius Ono on the pre-show uh, for a match that was going to be shown on this coming Wednesday's NXT TV show. Um, but as Matt Riddle kind of came to the ring, it turned out that they didn't have a match after all. So... Uh, uh, Riddle's music is a very catchy um, little tune and fits Riddle perfectly and the fans in attendance at the Staples Centre are, are massively into uh, Matt Riddle, a lot of them very familiar with his independent days. His music, his entrance and everything else about him um, as he takes to the microphone in the middle of the ring. The King of Bros opens his promo with a big bro. Uh, he says that he's not scheduled to have a match on TakeOver but if you watch the kickoff show um, he was interrupted by Cassius Ono. Uh, so he says that uh, we are chilling here in LA with two rings and that he would knock you out in both of them, referring to Cassius Ono there. Um, ono's music started and it looks like we could be having an impromptu match. Cassius also has a microphone in his hand as he walks down the ramp. Um, Ono says that Riddle is too stupid to know that he isn't supposed to be out there right now. But we have a referee, so ring the bell. Ono went on to say that Riddle isn't going to remember anything after he knocks him out. So, uh, although this was meant to have been a takeover pre-show match to be shown on this coming Wednesday's NXT um, TV show, we now have our opener for NXT TakeOver War Games, Cassius Ono versus Matt Riddle. Uh, so there we go, we do have ourselves a match. The bell rings and we see Ono charging at Riddle, only to be caught flush on the jaw with a sweet knee, knocking Ono flat onto his back, only to be covered for the one, two, three, in about six seconds. Uh, the crowd chant, uh, bro, 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 as Riddle celebrates his win. Uh, the win under ten seconds, as I said, around about uh, six seconds I, I made it. Um, ono can barely stand as Riddle leaves the ring. And what a takeover debut, uh, or how did he say it, uh, debut, uh, for the King of Bros, Matt Riddle. Next we go on to the Women's Championship match. So Kyrie Sane versus the current NXT Women's Champion, Shayna Baszler. Um, Kyrie makes her entrance first and by herself at this stage. Baszler, Baszler uh, looks all business as we see her walk through the backstage area and through the gorilla position onto the stage. A nice reaction for Baszler and she looks focused and as mean as ever as she enters the ring. Uh, Shani was the first uh, ever two-time NXT Women's Champion and possibly the most dominant Women's Champion in NXT history. Uh, both Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler get a good reception from the fans before the bell rings for the first fall. So remember, this is a two out of three falls match for the NXT Women's Championship. This is about their fifth encounter on TV. Dating all the way back from uh, middle of last year when we had the first ever Mae Young Classic final between these two, which Kyrie Sane uh, won. Uh, it's been a bit back and forth, but this is the, the, four, uh, the fifth encounter. The last encounter was only last month when the two of them met uh, for the NXT Women's Championship at WWE Evolution. To start the match, Sane launches herself at uh, Baszler with a lightning quick attack in the corner before Baszler even had time to react. 
Zayn uh, takes the upper hand with some strong groundwork and a net breaker, followed by a vicious attack with a flying forearm to the outside. We're barely two minutes into the match when Shayna's cohorts Marina Shafir and Jasmine Duke attack Zayn on the outside with the referee's back turned, of course. They roll Zayn back into the ring to loud boos from the fans. Shayna um, hooks in a Carafuda clutch in the centre of the ring, forcing Zayn to tap and take the first fall as the crowd chants bullshit. Shayna hits a high knee for a two count um, before hooking in another Carafuda clutch, but this time Zayn is able to hook the bottom rope for the escape. Shayna puts uh, Kyrie in a standing leg Boston Crab before letting go of the hold, stomps heavily on Kyrie Sane's face with full force, causing a loud reaction from the fans. That looked painful and full-on vicious. Both wrestlers get into a striking exchange only for Baszler to floor her opponent with a clubbing clothesline. Plenty of Kyrie chants as they make their way onto the ring apron when Kyrie is able to reverse a suplex attempt from Baszler into a DDT onto the apron. Uh, firing up Curry Sane even more um, as she climbs to the top turnbuckle with Shayna still on the floor on the outside to hit a flying elbow on all three members of the horsewomen. Baser rolls back inside uh, the ring allowing Sane to climb to the top rope once again to hit her insane elbow for the three count and to even the match at one fall apiece. Sane hits three interceptors on Baszler, followed by a couple of spinning back fists. Both women start duking it out onto the second turnbuckle, leading to an attempted throw from Baszler, only to be reversed into a powerbomb from Sane onto Baszler for the two counts. This match is red hot at the moment, and nothing to separate either competitor. Further outside interference from Duke and Shafir leads to Dakota Kai coming to Sane's aid to try to even things up. Uh, this then leads to Io Shirai to enter to help Dakota with an impressive flying moonsault from the top turnbuckle to the horsewomen on the outside. Uh, that was probably the best moonsault that Shirai has hit since she signed with WWE. With everything going on on the outside, Kari Sane climbs to the top turnbuckle again to hit her insane elbow, only to be caught in a crucifix pinning uh, manoeuvre by uh, Shayna Baszler for the three count and a successful title defence. That was a good fast-paced match for him uh, the very first second and kept the action going at breakneck speed through all three falls. Um, I rate this match three stars out of five. Really enjoyed it. Probably not the best encounter, um, but it wasn't a long match. It was probably the right length, I would say, each fall, only lasting uh, a few minutes between each one. Um, so it was the pace of the match that uh, impressed me the most. Next we see the backstory to the Alistair Black, or the Who Attacked Alistair Black storyline, leading to tonight's match between Black and Johnny Gargano. It's definitely been an intriguing storyline with the whole Who Done It uh, build-up and Johnny Gargano turning uh, heel or a little darker uh, as it was revealed that Johnny was Alistair's attacker. Johnny Gargano says that he is not ashamed of what he did. Uh, he said that the end justifies the means. So, Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano. There's uh, the new Johnny Gargano smiley face logo on the Titantron, demonstrating the darker side of Johnny wrestling. Uh, Johnny is met with mostly booze as he enters the ring. It's been a few months since we last saw, saw Alistair Black on uh, TV, uh, possibly since his title loss to Tommaso Ciampa on the NXT TV show when uh, Tommaso Ciampa won the NXT Championship after, after the accidental belt shot from 
uh, Gargano to Black, allowing Champa to pin Black for the win and the title victory. So there's dueling chants of Johnny Wrestling and Alistair from the fans in the crowd. The match quickly exits to the outside with stiff kicks, uh, knocking Gargano to the floor. Uh, with Gargano trying to outpace Black once back inside the ring, um, there's, there's plenty of stiff strikes from Alistair Black. However, Gargano hits back with a super stiff kick of his own. Gargano applies a bodyboard style manoeuvre, which Alistair Black is able to escape from. Black hits a dive over the top rope, hitting Gargano on the outside. Uh, Black continues the assault with vicious kicks and strikes, as well as a lion salt for the two count. Black misses a moonsault to the outside, only to be hit by a tope DET combo from Gargano um, onto the floor on the outside. Johnny hits a slingshot DDT to Black, back on the inside of the ring for another two count. This match is red hot so far, with uh, back and forth kicks and strikes uh, before Gargano hits a reverse runner on Black. That looked very, very painful and impressive. However, this was uh, countered um, pretty much straight away by Black getting up and hitting a huge running knee um, to the face of Johnny Gargano. Black stuns Gargano with a series of moves, including a knee to the face, a pair of flying knees, and a back German suplex for the two count. This is awesome chance erupts from the fans, and this match is so far awesome, most definitely. Gargano applies the Gargano escape, only to be rolled um, up into a pinning attempt from Black for another two count. Gargano lifts Alistair's head off the canvas with his boots uh, in the same way that Black does to his opponents before finishing him off with the Black Bass. However, Johnny has his sights set on his old D, uh, DIY finisher, a super kick to the head. However, before Gargano can hit um, the kick to Black, um, Black sits cross-legged in the centre of the ring and calls just Johnny to give him his best shot. Gargano lowers his knee pad uh, for the running knee, but Gargano can only get to two counts. Uh, Gargano has the, the upper hand as he starts to pummel Black with elbow strikes um, until both men exchange blows back and forth. Black gets dumped to the outside, allowing Gargano to attempt a running dive through the ropes, only to be met by a stunning knee to the face of Johnny Wrestling. Quite a few... Uh, Holy shit and Mamma Mia chants can be heard through the crowd. Gargano says that uh, he's sorry and asks uh, for Black to put him out of his misery. However, Gargano ducks the Black Mass attempt to go for the roll-up, followed by Gargano, the Gargano escape. Black escapes and hits a stunning knee to Gargano before lowering his knee pad for the setup to the Black Mass. Uh, Black uh, hits... Um, a black mass knocking Gargano to the canvas for the 1-2-3 and the win. So another great match and some retribution for the man from Amsterdam in a match that went nearly 20 minutes. This takeover continues um, with uh, uh, it continues to impress me. And this match was outstanding. I give Alistair Black and Johnny Gargano 4.5 out of 5. A great match. Women see the Undisputed Era talking tactics backstage as they prepare for their War Games match against Pete Dunne, Ricochet and the War Raiders. We then get a video package for the NXT Championship match between Tommaso Ciampa and the Velveteen Dream, which is up next. So, 
the Velveteen Dream enters first with a Hollywood Hogan look to his attire and a very good reception from the NXT faithful. Champa enters next with his new entrance music. Uh, remember for months that Champa came out to the ring with a chorus of boos and expletives from the fans. However, Champa looks every bit the NXT champion as he holds the championship belt close to his chest. The crowd are firmly behind Velveteen as the bell rings for the start of the match. Uh, after a bit of a slow start, Dream hits a bit of offence against Champa. Uh, once again, going into the Hollywood Hogan mode before hitting a double axe handle to Champa on the outside. Champa then shoves Dream to the outside from the top turnbuckle, with Dream landing hard on his neck and back. Champa hits a vicious running knee to Dream in the corner, uh, appearing to knock Dream out. At first glance, Dream makes it to his feet eventually to be hit by a back elbow and net breaker, taking Dream back to the outside. So um, a lot of uh, attacks uh, on the outside of the ring during this uh, this show so far. Champa puts Dream onto the top of the announcer's table, allowing Champa to hit another knee to the head. When the pair get back inside, Tommaso puts Dream in a chokehold. Uh, Dream does eventually make a bit of a comeback with some rights and lefts, followed by a net breaker of his own. Dream puts in his best Hulk Hogan performance here with a big boot and a leg drop combo, followed by a spine buster for the two count. Dream then goes after Champa's surgically repaired knee, slamming it uh, into the ring apron before slapping on a figure four leg lock around the ring post, um, just like Bret Hart used to do to a lot of his opponents. It appeared that Tommaso tapped out while his legs were wrapped around the ring post. However, in this match, submissions need to be inside the ring. With this, Velveteen uh, put the hold on once again uh, when they re-entered the ring uh, with Champa in a ton of pain. Tommaso is briefly able to reverse the pressure before he is able to reach the ropes to break the hold. Um, in the spot of the match so far, Dream manages to reverse an attempted suplex, managing to suplex both Champa and himself over the top rope and to the floor, both men landing hard on the outside. Dream and Champa manage to get back inside, back inside the ring before the 10 count, leading to a series of back and forth uh, punches and blows by both men. Champa nearly manages to get the three count, only to be spotted by the referee pulling Dream's tights for additional leverage. Dream hits a Dream Valley driver for a very close pinfall. Uh, the match is getting very good now, uh, with the fans on their feet. Dream attempts a moonsault, only to be hit with a jumping knee from Champa, followed by a Project Champa, but this was only for a two count. Both men are struggling uh, with their energies as uh, Champa goes back to the outside, grabbing his title belt. At first, we thought he was going to be off back to the locker room, um, but um, he uh, went back into the ring only to be hit with a DDT onto the title belt itself uh, for his troubles. With Dream getting another near fall, uh, Champa is able to recover, nailing Dream with his patented draping DDT for another near fall. Everyone is on their feet as they chant, this is awesome. Champa goes back to the outside to pull up the mat so um, similar to what he's done in previous takeover matches, in particular against Johnny Gargano, um, hoping to set Dream up for a DDT off the ring apron onto the concrete. However, before this could happen, Dream manages to drive Champa over the announce tables. 
the dream recovers quickly hitting champa with a dream valley driver onto the bare concrete um that was uh, just um the, the ring mats were just pulled up by champa previously dream pushes champa back into the ring before climbing onto the top rope to hit a purple rainmaker elbow um, but only a two count dream goes for the second elbow only to be pushed off the top turnbuckle to the outside champa is quick to react bringing dream back into the ring to hit him with a draping ddt onto the metal partition between the two war games rings head first um, that looks painful allowing champa to bring dream back into the ring hook both legs for the three counts and the victory both men went through hell during this match um, with the second half of the match equal in anything you'll see this year both men will take a long time to fully recover i'm sure champa retains but velveteen dream will be involved in nxt championship matches again in the future without doubt champa cheekily kisses dream on the cheek before waving goodbye and leaving the ring holding the championship belt above his head so uh, this match very good i've given it four and a quarter stars out of five uh, we then watch the war games cage lower uh, to cover both rings for the main events between undisputed era and pete dunn and the war raiders the undisputed era has the first advantage in this match both teams will start with two wrestlers um, however the uh, undisputed era will have the man advantage after the first five minutes adam cole is selected as the man to start the match for undisputed era uh, next um, war raiders pete dunn and ricochet make their entrance with ricochet starting out for his team ricochet takes the match to adam cole in the early stages uh, with both battling between um, the, the two rings that have been set up uh, inside the war games structure cole counters a second rope move from ricochet into a backstabber uh, remember remember there can be no pinfalls until all eight members um, are inside the cage which is when the war games match can officially begin ricochet hits a stunning flying elbow leaping a between both rings knocking cole to the canvas uh, the first five minutes are up and kyle o'reilly is the next man to give the undisputed era the man advantage as they go to work on the uh, north american champion ricochet adam cole punishes ricochet with a fireman slam onto kyle o'reilly's knees uh, very impressive uh, tag team maneuver there a little bit of cooperation between the two there Hanson from the War Raiders enters next, evening up the numbers for the good guys, hitting a series of clotheslines and corner avalanches um, onto uh, alternative corners, squashing Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, as well as an impressive cartwheel by the big man. Hanson also gives an assist for Ricochet, um, allowing Ricochet to jump off of his back, hitting a shooting star press in the process. Roddy Strong is next to uh, once again give the man advantage to Undisputed Era and being quick to hit a series of very impressive backbreakers to punish Ricochet as the Undisputed Era, Era start putting the beating into both Ricochet and Hanson with that man advantage. Some more good teamwork from Strong and O'Reilly here. Uh, Roe from the War Raiders is next in, uh, leaving Pete Dunne as the last man to enter for their side. Roe soon gets to work on the Undisputed Era and with help from Hanson is able to hit a powerbomb slam combo uh, on both Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly at the same time. 
very very impressive some impressive action in the early going with the one man from each team still to enter the war games cage bobby fish bobby fish is the last man of the undisputed era to leave their shark cage however before heading towards the ring he attacks pete dunn who is still standing inside his uh, team's shark cage pulling dunn's arm through the bars causing injury um, cause, causing a bit of pain there I'm sure before padlocking Pete Dunne inside his cage in a bid to prevent him from being able to enter the match himself so not only was uh, Pete Dunne's cage padlocked with their own lock and key uh, but Bobby Fish very cleverly used the padlock from their shark cage on Pete Dunne's cage as well um, and then uh, threw the key into the audience Bobby Fish then uh, joined his colleagues in the cage, giving the Undisputed Era a 4 and 3 advantage, uh, grabbing a few chairs on his way into the cage as well. Um, one for him, uh, one for Strong, one for Kyle O'Reilly and one for Cole. So chair shots all round from the Undisputed Era, keeping their opponents on the ground uh, with no way of Pete Dunne being able to join the match when the two minutes are up. Rowe gets slammed through uh, a chair by Roddy Strong. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly causes further injury to Hansen's already injured leg. Uh, the clock ticks down to zero, but the ref is unable to open the second lock uh, put on by Bobby Fish a few minutes earlier. Dual top rope suplexes by Strong and O'Reilly onto the War Raiders with Undisputed Era looking strong at this point. Pete Dunne is finally released from his cage and after some resistance from all four members of the Undisputed Era, Pete Dunne enters the ring with numerous weapons including a trash can, or trash cans, uh, a chain, Singapore canes and two tables. Uh, so let the war begin. Dunne finally enters the ring himself, wildly swinging his cane to floor his opponents. Dunn hits an X-Plex, slamming strong onto Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, Hanson and Rowe are using each other as weapons to punish their opponents, but Undisputed Era make a comeback with Strong and Cole um, hitting Ricochet with a backbreaker, backstabber combo. Uh, Pete Dunn puts uh, a knee bar on Bobby Fish's injured leg until Kyle O'Reilly is able to put Pete Dunn into an ankle lock as uh, Roddy Strong applies a camel clutch at the same time so two submission holds on Pete Dunn at the same time with uh, Roddy Strong using a steel chair for extra leverage and extra punishment uh, Rowe gets driven through one of the tables set up between the two rings and that leads us to uh, Kyle O'Reilly um, who is able to uh, slap on a triangle submission hold onto Ricochet while lying on a table until the huge Hansen uh, leapt from the top rope smashing O'Reilly through the very same table. This is followed by Adam Cole and Ricochet both climbing to the top of the cage to exchange punches. Then we see a massive Tower of Doom spot with virtually every member of uh, the, the War Games uh, match involved and Adam Cole taking the worst of the move being suplexed from the top of the cage to the mat. Then the spot of the night in my opinion as Ricochet hits an awe-inspiring 720 moonsault uh, onto the bodies below. Simply stunning. Then there's an eight-person um, fist fight. Uh, this match has had everything so far, uh, but we get something we thought we'd never, ever see. Uh, Hanson hand a spring, double elbow, flooring Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong at the same time. Wow. Uh, the three count finally comes after Pete Dunne hits the bitter end on Adam Cole, followed by a ricochet 450 splash, um, ending with Dunne and Ricochet both pinning Adam Cole at the same time successfully winning the War Games match for their team in this second War Games match ever.
I absolutely love this match. Every bit as good as last year's, uh, with the good guys going over after nearly 40 minutes in the ring. Four and a half stars out of five. So Dunn and Ricochet stand tall at the top of the cage as the show comes to an end. Wow. Every NXT TakeOver show is nothing less than awesome, and this was no exception. I loved every match and loved the show as a whole. Uh, three out of the five uh, matches rated well over four stars. And this could uh, very well be the best show of the year. Uh, don't take my word for it. Go out and watch it for yourself. This is definitely one of my favourite shows of the year, alongside WWE Evolution and NXT TakeOver New Orleans. Although I'm a little bit biased towards the New Orleans show because I was in attendance. The highlights for uh, for myself was the debut, sorry, the debut, uh, NXT TakeOver debut of Matt Riddle. Um, Io Shirai's moonsault to the outside during the women's championship match and Ricochet's back moonsault from the top of the cage during the main event. Nevertheless, five matches worth watching again, and that is exactly what I will be doing soon. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed my review of NXT TakeOver War Games. I definitely enjoyed reviewing it. If you have any questions for the mailbag, uh, simply email wrestlingwithjohners at gmail.com. Give us your feedback about the show. Uh, get in touch. Uh, let us know what you think. You can also get in touch via the Twitter page at withjohners underscore WWJ or visit my YouTube page. Uh, just search Jonas Wrestling and check out uh, all of my podcasts up on the YouTube page, um, including some uh, videos of when I was uh, at WrestleMania 34 New Orleans earlier on in the year. I'll be back uh, later on in the week for another episode of Wrestling with Jonas, talking about the latest episodes of NXT UK and NXT from Full Sail. Take care, stay safe, and we'll uh, catch up with you all soon. Bye.